Hello and welcome to the St. Mark's podcast. Whether you regularly join us at church on Sundays or you're joining us for the very first time, we hope that this week's talk inspires you and draws you closer to Jesus. The reading today is from Luke 2, it's verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, Emma. Well, may I just um, repeat again my Christmas greetings and wish you a very happy Christmas. The day has finally arrived, and our gathering this morning is our way of putting Jesus first and giving him the glory due to him. This is his day, the day we remember that God came in flesh, came as Jesus. Jesus came to save us for himself as his precious children. What a day to celebrate. What a day to party. What a happy Christmas. So I wonder whether you know the Christmas story. I mean, there are some great Christmas stories out there, so you may not be certain which Christmas story I'm referring to. I mean, there there are some really good Christmas stories that I particularly like. Uh, One of my favorites is in the form of a movie, The Muppet's Christmas Carol, on my sort of level. I love the line sung by the mice in the uh, opening scene. No crust of bread for those in need, no cheeses for us Mises. You know it? 
What a story. Better than the Dickens original, I think. Or perhaps you have a favorite Christmas quote or a song. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear from the movie. Very good. Or maybe you like Mog's Christmas or uh, something maybe without words like the snowman. But the story I'm talking about is the story of that first Christmas, how it all came to be. I wonder whether you know that story. This is the story that we followed right through this season of Advent. It's sometimes described as the greatest story ever told. And it may be that you've heard that story told time and time again in a number of different ways, through plays, in carols, through movies, or in a storybook adaptation. This is the story of the nativity. Nativity uh, simply means to be born. And if you know whose birth we recall at Christmas, then you'll know which story I mean. And because this story has been recalled so many times, we can sometimes feel the need to add a little more pizzazz to it just to stretch out that nativity play a little bit longer. I mean, this year at the school nativity play, I witnessed a whole scene about singing sheep. I don't remember seeing that in the original story. Uh, And then there were a whole array of animals from all across the world. It was amazing how they all managed to make it to the manger and all in the name of inclusivity. So no animals were left out the story. But under it all, under the facts, and the added trimmings, we discover the beautiful message that God chooses to work through the little people, through the marginalized, through the outcasts. This really is the pizzazz. This is the wow factor of this Christmas story. I mean, just look at the cast that we see turn up in this Christmas story. The shepherds, outcasts, despised, untrustworthy shepherds. They had few human rights. They were nobodies, but they were the first to come and encounter the Christ child. Mary and Joseph, perhaps unlikely parents from the no-good town called Nazareth. Joseph, a working laborer, and Mary, the teenage girl expecting a baby, but shunned by society given the circumstances. Even the Magi were globetrotters, a reminder that God's grace-filled plans extend beyond just one nation, but to the whole world. They'd come some way, given that it took over a year to reach their destination. Who knows that Christmas story? I love that moment just now when Matt and Grace asked uh, what you received for Christmas this year. And there were some great things. But I wonder if you can remember what you received last year for Christmas. Can anyone remember what they received last year for Christmas? One hand, one hand's gone up, it's fine. I won't ask you. But some of you might be sitting there scratching your heads thinking, oh yeah, what did I get for Christmas last year? Well, last year we received this book for Christmas. It's a classic, Guinness World Records 2022. And uh, it's really interesting to read, and uh, I like it because it is full of pictures, again, on my level. Uh, And there are some amazing world records in here, shown in text and pictures, of course, and it is full of interesting facts. Why am I telling you this? Because sometimes when we recall 
the nativity story, it can feel like we're just recalling the bare facts, the bits we know, the bits we add a bit of pizzazz to. But this is a story, not this, the nativity, is a story that is also to be experienced. Like the time, Nay and I were actually part of a Guinness World Record for being at the highest attended women's football match at Wembley Stadium in London in the Olympics in 2012. And then during lockdown in the world's biggest online pub quiz. But even more exciting than our experience of being part of a Guinness World Record is experiencing this great Christmas story of God coming into our world as a human being. Hey, I wonder whether anyone here has ever been to the theatre. Have you been to the theatre before? Anyone been to the pantomime this year? I know, yeah, some of you have been to the pantomime. I know my kids went to the pantomime with school. Uh, what did you go and see at the pantomime? What did you go and see at the pantomime? Cinderella. Anyone else go and see? Any, yeah, what did you go and see at the pantomime? You've not been. You can make something up, I believe you. It's okay. Yeah. Anyone else been to the pantomime? See, what, yeah, what did you see? Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, yeah, what a classic. Yeah, very good. Okay, well, the Christmas story, the Christmas story, is a bit like, it's a bit like a pantomime in that it requires audience participation. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, it's very good. It's good. <laughs> and at the end of a play, or at the end of a pantomime, you'll know what happens after the final curtain. After the final curtain, the audience starts to applaud, and the cast starts to come out onto the stage, and they take their bow. And having journeyed through the Advent story and recalled all the characters in this great drama, we can imagine something quite similar happening today. So I want you to picture the scene. We've been through the journey, we've heard the story, and the curtain has dropped, and you start to applaud as the curtain starts to rise again, revealing the people and the scenery. I'm just going to borrow Ben and Matt very quickly, if I may, because I've got a curtain. I say it's a curtain. You need to use your imagination. It's actually just a bed sheet, but we get the picture. I'll get Ben to hold this up just here. Okay, so the curtain, we've just seen this amazing story. Hold up nice and high just here. Fantastic. Okay, and what we need to do is uh, we need to start applauding. A nice steady sort of clap, please. Just keep that going. That's great. That's great. Keep it up. Okay, and the curtain starts to drop down. Oh, you can just drop it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we find, I'm going to hold it up so you can see. And we see at the front center of the stage as the curtain drops, the star of the show, the lights are shining on him. Center stage, under the spotlight, the star of the show, the infant Jesus. Immediately behind him on the stage, we see Mary and we see Joseph staring lovingly at the baby. Maybe there's a midwife to the side too. On one side, we find the shepherds staring at the Christ child with sheer wonder. On the other side, we see the magi or the wise men worshiping the newborn king. Hanging down just above their heads, a great company 
of the heavenly host, radiating light and singing praises to the Christ child. A little further back, in a dark corner of the stage, are the empty thrones of King Herod and Caesar Augustus and the governor of Syria, Quirinius. They all seem to have gone, dropped off the stage, no longer present to take a bow, because the true Lord and King has come. And as the audience continue to applaud, you can keep applauding, something very strange happens. The cast on the stage start to call you up to join them. The experience suddenly becomes very real. The invitation is very clear. Come and join the worship of the Christ child. Yes, the invitation comes. Come and look into the manger and see for yourself that the light has come for you. Come now and see this infant. All that you need is right here. Salvation is here. Forgiveness is here. Hope is here. And here's the question that you and you alone can answer. Do you step forward onto that stage and add your worship to theirs? Will you be included in this greatest story ever told? Does this story include you? And will you let it? Because this story, this story, more than any other great Christmas story out there, demands from us not simply hearing it and appreciating it. It demands our belief. It demands our involvement and participation. Come now and worship. The Savior is here. Come now and worship. The light has drawn near. That's the invitation for you and for me today. Will you choose to acknowledge and worship the King of Kings? He will welcome you if you respond to that call. He will come to you if you respond to that invitation, God with us is here and ready to be experienced. Let me just finish with the words of the carol, O little town of Bethlehem, as our prayer to finish. And if you'd like to count yourself in, in this great story, then you can make this your prayer too. Let me pray for us. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us. Our Lord, Emmanuel. Amen.